Dustin can read. Welcome back. I'm Dustin, and again, this is the parody tribute to the Fear Street books by R.L. Stein, as written by me. We return with the next episode of the Simon Says Die podcast, starring me as Dominic and Lauren as the new girl in town, Lisa. This week, our hosts are still reeling from the creepy messages of last week's episode, as well as some heartbreaking news. Again, these are not canon to the storyline of the books. There's no affiliation with Mr. Stein or the publishers. Also, a possible trigger warning that there is a loud, explosive sound a-coming, but it's all in good fun. Spoiler alert again, as with last time, we will be giving away details for Fear Street books with a focus on 99 Fear Street in this episode. Now, listen as our hosts uncover more about the supposed Fear Street curse in part two of our fan fiction tribute, The Listener. In 1865, Simon Fear settled in a small, unsuspecting village and a murderous curse began to infect the town. From murder cults to stolen identities to supernatural terrors, the Fear family's evil legacy lives on, especially on Fear Street, where they once lived. Simon says you should respect the past. Simon says you should beware the future. Simon Simon says says die. die. So I have to open up this episode on a sad note. Unfortunately, our guest from our first episode, town historian Mr. Bryce Braden, has passed away. We found out earlier this week that shortly after recording our episode, he took a fall at home and hit his head pretty hard. He didn't recover from the concussion. and So please keep his family in your thoughts and prayers. My God, that's horrible. He was such a nice old man. He really was. I actually met his son, Brandon Braden, the other day, and he was just very upset, as you know, it's expected. He actually mentioned that he had heard the episode, and he kept asking me about that silver pendant that his father was mentioning that had something to do with the Fear family. Oh. Yeah, he said that his father had a replica of it that he couldn't find, and he wondered if I knew where it was. What? Yeah, of course I didn't. He got really upset about it. Well, he did just lose his father. He's probably not thinking very clearly, and maybe just focusing on something physical that can maybe be a representation of the loss of his father. Like, if he can find this pendant, he could find his father again. I don't know. Um, okay, Dr. Price. Stop it. By the way, Dr. Portia Price is actually going to be our guest next week, So be sure to come back for that. Yes, definitely. Hey, Dom? Yes, L-double-E-saw? Ugh, 
didn't we get a bunch of voice messages after the last show? I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, we did. Let's go ahead and play a few comments now. Um, I think I saw some guy attack someone over on Fear Street, but it was dark and rainy. I'm not sure. Maybe someone should look into it. Whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> hey, Dom, your boyfriend called. He said he likes girls now, you loser. <laughs> Suck on this, you stupid piece of... Again, enough of that. Who was that? Tell me who it is. Never, no, never mind. Don't worry about it. So, I've been researching Fear Street for years, and I've never even heard of Simon's Theater. I think this historian is full of it. He never... Hey, what was that? Is someone here? Hello? <gasps> Weird. Hmm. I found this cauldron thing in the woods with a dead rabbit in it. I was surrounded by these weird symbols on trees. Anyway, I kicked it over and pissed on the trees because I thought it was funny. But now this Puritan girl is outside my bedroom window staring at me. I'm on the second floor. Um... Oh god, another one of these. Wait, did that caller just threaten us? No. It's just some weird kid making a crank call. Just ignore it. Okay. While Dom gets our next guest settled in, let me tell you a little bit about this week's topic, the House of Evil at 99 Fair Street. A little backstory for you. Dominic and I actually live on either side of this house. He lives at 97 Fair Street, and I'm at 101. Actually, if I turn, I can see the house just outside my office window. A lot of bad juju has gone down at 99 Fear Street. The house is so infamous that in the 1990s, a production company sent a film crew to make a movie about it. However, after a series of mishaps, the house was destroyed in a massive fire. The sole survivor, Cody Frazier, had lived in the house previously. In fact, they were filming a story based on her experiences when the fire happened. Cody had moved to Hollywood to become an actress before becoming cast in the film. In her words, Cody and her twin Callie had moved into the house years earlier with their parents and little brother. After a series of horrifying instances, including a massive rat infestation, the little boy went missing. They claimed they still heard him somewhere in the house. After searching, the Frasers found severed heads in their attic and then their daughter Callie was killed as well. Cody vowed to return because she said she felt her sister was trapped there. However, after the fire, no one, not even their relatives that supported them through the tragedy, could find Cody. 
We are now joined by Kyle and Jenny Good, the new owners of the recently rebuilt 99 Fair Street. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. So your last name is Good. That's interesting considering what we learned in our last episode about the Good family. We heard that. Yes. When when we listened to your last episode, we started to do some research. And I'll admit I was completely blindsided to find out that we might have family ties here. We also had no idea that our house came with such a sordid past. Really? Didn't you ever wonder why a newly built house was in the middle of a 100-year-old neighborhood? Dom. Sorry, it just seems strange. No, you're right. We did think about that, but we were just told by our realtor, Mr. Lurie, that a house fire had occurred, but they did rebuild it. Did you say Mr. Lurie? Correct, that's right. Did he also tell you that the fire happened nearly 30 years ago and the house was just now rebuilt? Actually, yes. He explained that there was a lot of red tape with who were the rightful owners of the property and whatnot. Um, it it was held in limbo for so long, they never thought that, that, that they would be able to get the house back on the market. <laughs> there haven't been any people showing up at the house looking for jobs, have there? Um... A handyman, maybe? A housekeeper? Now that you mention it. So you haven't seen any ghosts on the property yet, have you? (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. Uh, Jen? Nope. It's been pretty quiet ever since we hired that housekeeper and handyman that turned up. Wait, what? Excellent. Okay. So you hired help to take care of things? Well, just until we have everything squared away. It's been hard to complete the move-in since Kyle's been hard at work opening his firm in town. Excellent. A lawyer, eh? Yes, just just starting out. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yes, congratulations. So, about the house. I heard it has the same structural plans as the original house at 99 Fair Street. Is that correct? Yes. From what we've been told, it was to preserve the architectural integrity of the neighborhood or something. Do you know anything about Shadyside's history or even that of Fear Street? Uh, We had heard some rumors. But we never really took it too seriously. That's good. There's been a lot of inconsistencies with that story, like who went missing when and if the house is alive. I I think it's just all a big rumor anyway. I wouldn't be so sure. What's that, Lise? Do you have any other family staying with you? No, it's only the two of us in the house right now. And no indication of anything suspicious happening. Nope. It's been pretty quiet there. Listen, we don't mean to be rude, but we do have some dinner in the oven waiting for us. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Please don't let us keep you from supper time. It's no problem. Thank you both for having us on. Well, maybe we can come by to tour the house sometime. Maybe there's clues to Cody's whereabouts somewhere. Oh, I doubt there would be anything from that long ago still around, but you're definitely welcome to come by and take a look. Thanks. Oh, uh, a quick plug, if I may. Uh, Be sure to stop by the good law firm on Main, where we always do good. (laughs) Good one. Okay, then. (laughs) I'll walk you out.
Woo! I nearly got lost in your house looking for your bathroom. Really? Yeah, you do realize you have no pictures of anyone else in your family, right? Hmm. Your parents seem to be obsessed with you with all those photos. I didn't see a single picture of your parents or your grandparents or... That's just because we haven't unpacked all of their things yet. Yeah, they wanted to get me settled in right away, so we made sure to focus on my things first. Didn't you have a dog when you moved in, too? I'd rather not talk about Sparky. Oh, sorry. Um, I guess you figured out that having a pet on Fear Street just doesn't work out. I had a tabby cat once, Buster, and then I found him hanging from a large tree and- Enough. Ugh, moving on. It's time for Fashion Victim with Jade Nightingale. Today we'll be talking about the fallen teens of 99 Fear Street, the Fraser Twins, and Hunky Brent McCloy. Hunky, huh? How so? Do I constantly interrupt your process? No. Didn't think so. Continuing. So, first I looked up the twins Callie and Cody Frazier. They had a picture from when they moved into the house back in the day. I will say, it's a shame they're not identical twins. <laughs> if they both looked like Callie, I probably wouldn't be talking about them. Callie was gorgeous. Big doe eyes, beautiful long blonde hair, and she has on this light blue scoop neck shirt that just highlights her features perfectly. Wow, that's nice of you to say, Jade. Cody, on the other hand. Oh, here it is. Cody is a hot mess. First, she has an okay face, but it's too pointed, and her noggin is too big for that short haircut. She looks like the brain from Pinky and the Brain. That's a really old reference. Shh. <laughs> anyway, she's wearing orange. In what world was orange ever a color you should be wearing, in public or in private? No, ma'am, that is just wrong. Girl needs to get her act together. Well, maybe she didn't have another shirt, but- No, that's a load if I ever heard one. Callie looks all made up and beautiful, and Cody looks like a freak with an abnormally large head. She looks like an orange creamsicle with eyes. She looks like she should- play Garfield the cat. I mean, she could stand to lose a few, if you know what I'm saying. Enough. Whoa. New girl, did I hit a button? No. No. I just think we should move on to the other person. What do you have for Brant the hunk? Okay. Next. Like I said, Brant McCloy moved in after Callie Fraser was killed and her rest of her family moved out. Rumor has it even though the sexy stud had several ladies wanting to get with that, he was already dead and brought back to life by some weird artifacts his parents picked up. Yeah, sounds to me like Brant didn't keep it covered, if you know what I'm saying, and he got himself infected with something. Such a shame, too. The kid may have been poor, but he was hot enough to pull off any style. Damn, what a waste. Right. Thanks, Jade. That was profound. 
<clears throat> anyway, we want to thank Kyle and Jenny Good for stopping by to talk about their new home, the mysterious 99 Fear Street. Before we go today, I saw that we received a few other voicemails during the show that I'd like to listen to, if that's okay with you, Lisa. No, that's fine. And you can just call me Lisa. I could, but I won't. Yes, hello. I live in England and I just heard about your podcast. I must say the last episode was a bit surprising. How does anyone live in your town with all the horrible things that happen there? Americans are insane. Anyway, the show is aces. So entertaining. Keep it up and try not to be killed. Oh, wow. We reached the UK. That's a nice surprise. Ugh, stupid hang-up. Hate those. Holy shit! What, what the hell? That? Oh my god, Lisa, call 911. Do you think they're okay? Uh, I have no idea, just dial. Oh my god. Oh my god, what's, what's, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Oh. I tried to warn oh, you. You have him yet? You have him on the phone? No, not Your yet. latest guess will pay the price. Oh my god. Hello, hello. Yes, we need a fire truck and an ambulance over at 99 Fair Street. There's been an explosion. Please, oh, hurry. Sh- oh shit, oh god. Oh shit, we're still rolling? I'm gonna cut this off right now. End of part two. I sure hope no one was hurt in that explosion we just heard. (laughs) Once again, I want to thank Brooks Libby for his fantastic music. It's just awesome. Love him. Go check out his SoundCloud. We'd also like to thank our supporting cast for part two, including Oraline from the Spooky and Strange podcast as Jenny Good, and Brooker from Autopsy of a Horror Movie podcast as Kyle Good. Katie of the Haunted Outfit on Instagram reprised her mean girl role of Jade Nightingale. And the cast of voicemail caricatures included return caller Nate Ortiz from the Film on the Rocks podcast and soon-to-be Blue Milk Drop podcast. Thompson and Ryan from Katrina Loves Trent on Instagram. Gliza from the podcast Classical Adventures for One. And our UK caller was Shelley Toy, who runs the Tales of Point Horror blog at talesofyesterday.co.uk. Go check it out. And of course, our mystery caller. So please, support our cast by giving them a follow or listening to their various shows. Join us again next time for Part 3, where killer secrets will be revealed, and more cliches will be touched on in the melodramatic conclusion to our Fear Street fan fiction parody, The Listener. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Dustin can read... (laughs) 